Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast. We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. Thank you, praise you, Father, for this is the day that you have made. God, we are so grateful, God. We are so, so excited about what you're doing, Father. Yeah, God, thank you for all your loving kindness and all your tender mercy, God. God, thank you for being, hallelujah, glorified in this place, God. Thank you for being with us, most importantly. For dwelling in our presence, God. So, Holy Spirit, I decrease that you may increase, God. Step forward, and I always step back, Jesus. Do what you do best, Lord. Heal, deliver, set free by your very power, Lord. Oh, God, let the wisdom of the Almighty God flow. Oh, God, we give you glory, honor, and praise, Father, for what will be revealed and what will be done on today, God. We give you and you alone all glory, honor, and praise. It's in Jesus' name we thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And amen again. Yeah, Jesus. You're worthy, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes. Ah, God, you're worthy. Yeah, you're worthy, God. Hallelujah, Jesus, you're worthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, worthy, God. He's worthy. This morning, We're going to talk about something that I know is dear to me. And it should be dear to you as a believer. He's been, he was talking, he was dealing with me this week about he's a keeper of those who want to be kept. Yes. He is a keeper of those who want to be kept. Most people, yeah. My mother, it was interesting. I didn't, I, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to let on to what God was. Not even, let me not say that. That's not. I didn't want to openly say what God was ministering to me to, to talk about. But she was talking this morning about some of the things she had. She was, she was experienced this week, though this weekend, and how people want to be or give the appearance that they are children of God, mm-hmm. that they are saved. 
they are filled with this great Holy Spirit. They're filled with the Spirit, but it ain't Holy Spirit. But they're filled, they want, they want us to believe that they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And that they love God. And that their lives are geared to serving God. But then on the other hand, they do everything that exhibits a life that the world is pleased with. And it's not the most interesting thing to me because it's a thing, but it's not the most interesting thing. We all see it. Some of us may have, may have experienced it. Some of us may be actually doing it. But we want God want to talk about, uh, want me to talk about that on the day, that he's a keeper of those. The word in there is those who want to be kept. You have to have a mind to be kept. You have to have a heart, a willingness to want to be kept. And what is the kept? I mean, the meaning of the kept is want to be served, want to serve God. That means, listen, because most people always say, well, what is this holiness? People think that holiness is a perfecting lifestyle. Holiness is a way of living. Yes. The Bible says, holiness without which no man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all turn to each other and say, no man. No, no man. Boy, woman, girl, no man can see them. So there's a call to holiness. It's not something you put on when you get up in the morning. It's not something you change into when situations fit. Conditional, unconditional. See, a lot of people have conditional holiness. Where when all things are going well, hallelujah, hallelujah, that gets it good. And then the next morning, they cuss you out. Or they at the party, you see them in the corner. <laughs> man, man. man when church good on Sunday. <laughs> See, that's how comfortable yeah. people are in their unholiness. See, they are they're comfortable in the condition of not truly surrendering. See, he keeps those who want to be kept. And when I say he, when, when we talk about he king of, when, when you want to be kept, the taste of all that starts leaving. Yes. Amen. Why? Because you set your mind and your heart to be holy. Yes. But when you can take it or leave it, you can put it on or you can take it off. Whenever it's convenient for you. See, we know God away about living this life of holiness. And I know I hear y'all out there, you pass me, what's the ho holiness? Listen, there's a call to holiness. Amen. Holiness is still right. Amen. It's still the order of God. Yes. It's still what God commands, uh, commands us to do and how, how to live. Yeah, yeah. He wants us to be righteous. He didn't say be perfect. He said be righteous. 
He understood that as long as we're walking around in shoe leather, there's going to be a need for us that there's some that human our humanness is going to kick in. It's not a pass to sin. Amen. He just acknowledges that he understands that he knows that we have a need for him. That's why he offered repentance. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> repentance isn't, I know I'm going to sin tomorrow, so let me go in and repent now. Mm -hmm. See, we prelude to sin. Yeah. See, there's a leader for us in sin. We prep God all week for a life of sin. What you mean, Pastor Sunday is our prep. We come in here and we give God all praise. Some of us shed tears of conviction. Now, that's not everything. And I'm not condemning everybody. And asking, this is not a message of condemnation. This is a message of location. Helping us all locate. See, all, all the word of God does is pointed, pointed back to us. Finding the word where you fit in and make the adjustment. That's required to live this life. Because we can't live this life of holiness. It's possible. If it were not so, he wouldn't have told us. But so many of us make this life a convenience or an inconvenience serving God. And most of y'all, he's inconvenient. He, why? Because when he comes in, he disrupts our program. And the moment he disrupts our program, now he's an inconvenient God. I didn't invite you. Why are you in my business? Mm. <laughs> when I need you, I'll come to church. Mm. When I need you, I'll put you on and say, thank you, Lord. See, that's what my mama was talking about today. When people, you can live, you can drink your alcohol, you can party until whatever, you, and, and then when there's conviction rolling, or when you believe you've gone as far as you can, now you're feeling condemnation on you. Not from God because of your actions. Mm -hmm. Now we put up, we put up false worship and praise. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Don't y'all want to just hear my mouth? Let's hear the word. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Start in verse 1. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies. Yeah, your bodies, our bodies, as a living sacrifice. Holy. Holy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy and pleasing to God. This is a true and proper worship. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to, in order, in order to, to do this, you got to present God as holy and pleasing. That's true worship. Has to be true. Has to be holy and pleasing. Amen. Amen. You can't, we can't just give God anything. And see, what, I, what we were talking about, about people drink. See, when, when you have to use drink and you 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 revel, they call it this call, they call it a reveling spirit, a party. See, after you've given that, giving all that to the devil, then you give God a little bit. 
What's true about that? He doesn't want the residue. He wants your full and undivided attention. How, that's why some of y'all are not, are not experiencing the move of God like you, like you think you should. Why? Because you haven't given God nothing to work with. He wants you and all of you in spite of how you feel about him. Because when we when we take a step back, like we were trying to get, like I was trying to like we trying to get you to do earlier, when you take a step back and you see the goodness of God, something on the inside, which is the Holy Spirit, should move. Amen. God, I thank you. Yes. It should not be a fight or a push to get you to stand and, and give God glory. Amen. If you are sincere about your relationship with the Father, yeah, because see, most people need to be. See, they, they turn they turn out they turn worship into an exercise of of give me a J, give me an E. <laughs> we have to promote. We have to. We have to. This 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 is turned into a booster club. Wow. Well, we have to pump you up. J E S U S J E S. Why is it that when he's been so faithful to you? Amen. Yes. And you have not been half as faithful to him. He knew you were going to lie before you opened your mouth. But he told you, okay, I knew that was coming. Repent. Get back right. He's always given us an opportunity to get back in position. But for, for some of us, when we jump out of line, we stay out of line. He's a keeper. But you got to want to be kept by him. Yeah, because, my, listen, I'm talking about because I'm, my mother loves me. She will always be my mother. But I got to always receive her as my mother. We have to always receive him as our father. And the wonderful thing about parents is they're going to always love you. They may talk about you. Man, look, look. <laughs> but it's geared, to, it's geared in loving you. And some of them are going to, y'all know, when y'all was kids, y'all used to see them, y'all used to see the parents drag, they got the kids, they drag them. <laughs> <laughs> A good parent do what they gotta do to get you where you need to be. To get the blessings of God in and on your life. See, God don't hang us out the drive. He dragged us kicking and screaming in the church. Yeah, I don't need him. I don't need God. It's easy to say that. When things are going the way you think they should go. Mm -hmm. Or flip side, you've experienced so much hardship in your life that God is, you know, how can he love me to allow me to go through what I've gone through? And I submit to you, child, that it ain't God that did it. It's the enemy. Yes. If he can keep you from getting to God, he'll make you think it's God that's keeping you from him. 
Ain't that so? Mm -hmm. How trick out, how cunning the devil is. Mm -hmm. Listen, if he can get a third of the angels to right. fall with him, mm -hmm. <coughs> humans don't stand a chance without Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. I tell all y'all, I tell people all the time, y'all better stop. Y'all better stop. I'm not, we're not, we're not giving him the, the play that he deserved, but we are acknowledging that he do exist. Yeah. And I will do you a disservice as pastor to tell you that there's no devil. I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not stupid. Mm -hmm. There is an enemy that we fight. Yeah, and the enemy of the devil and the enemy within. Mm. Because he thought he was greater than God. Mm -hmm. So uh, do you think you're greater than God? He's a keeper of those who want to be kept. Amen. So let's finish reading. It says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. So many of us believers, we fall right in line with that. We want to be loved by this world. <laughs> so many of our gospel artists and people who say they love God are being conformed to this world. They have no they have they don't care about being kept by God no more. Money has become God. Fame, notoriety. Are you going to get so self-absorbed that because you, when you start getting or God start revealing to you or moving you into the things that you want to do and the accomplishment that you that you start or the accolades that you start receiving, does that become your God? Well, now you're conforming to the world. See, nobody wants to talk about holiness and living right. Right, that's true. Everybody talks about love is love. What does that mean? <laughs> love is love. You don't even know what it is. What does love is love mean? Loving what? What definition of love are you are you talking about? That's always my question eternally. Well, what definition of love are they talking about? The love of God? The agape love of God? The unconditional love of God? Are they talking about physical love? What are they talking about? I don't know. Don't and and I thank you, Holy Spirit. Stop trying to figure it out. <laughs> trying to figure it out. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Gotta get that mind right. Mm -hmm. Gotta set your mind on the things of God. The Bible says, set your affections on things above. Mm -hmm. So many of us are so material driven. That it consumes us and it jades us. It messes with us. What are you why are you talking about that, Pastor? I'm talking about all the things that will push us away or try to drive a wedge between us and God. The keeping that keeps us from being kept. Because life is going, like life, we all have to do life. No one who's walking and breathing won't have to do life. You don't get to walk through here and just. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna figure it out as I go. You see, you you we you've seen the result of that. 
from an individual like that. It's dangerous. You stay away from individuals like that. Because you don't want nothing, you ain't going to want me to have nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, man, we, then you will be able to test and prove what is God's will, what is God's will, his good and pleasing, perfect will for our lives. Amen? Amen. We want the perfect will of God in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You want, you want God to be in your situation. You want to make God a part of our lives in every way. John, 1 John 1 to 6. In John, 1 John 1 to 6, it says, so we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God. But go on living in spiritual darkness. Yeah, yeah. Come on, wake up out there, saints. Not just, but wake up out there, saints. You are lying to yourself if we say we have fellowship with God. But go on living in spiritual darkness. Doing everything that lines up with this world. Doing everything to be in lockstep with the world. To be in agreement with the world. To shut your mouth about what comes, what goes against the will of God. Yeah, yeah. Because, see, a lot of y'all just doing, see, and I'm going to say it, a lot of y'all accept this. LMNOP community. <laughs> <laughs> see, a lot of us do. We accept the alphabet. And this is not a shot at the people. This is a shout of the spirit. What did Pastor B just say? This is a shot at the spirit and not at the people. The only community is the community of Jesus Christ or the community of the devil. We're not, we're not angry at individuals. We're fighting against spirit. We war not against flesh and blood. But so many of you guys won't say it because you don't want to offend. We accept the unacceptable of God. Because we don't want to offend God. People. But they are offending God. So if they are offending God, how can they be his people? Being kept. If you want to be kept, you can't be a you can't be a lover of Jesus Christ and accept everything. Amen. How can you? When do you draw the line of what the Word of God says? Do you believe it or don't? Do you accept God or you don't? See, here's where we're all going to have to draw the line. No one gets out of this alive. You have to make the decision. If it displeases God, then it ain't right with me. You can't make me accept it. You can try to push it all you want. I don't have to agree with it at all. 
And here's the thing for all y'all who have children. Why would you allow them to indoctrinate your children instead of you teaching your children the word of God? They're going to need something to fight with, yo. They don't need just your mouth. They need the word. Because they're going to have to stand and be able to stand in a world that's coming for them a hundred miles an hour. Unrelentless. It's the devil who wants to change a girl into a boy. Or a boy into a girl. How dare you as a parent decide to have your children's genitalia when you know that that's how they were born. That's the enemy. That's perverted. But you, believer, don't want to be kept by God, so now you accept what the world says to be true. Well, maybe it is true that they were born like that. You were that, dummy. How are you born? <laughs> you were right there in the room. <laughs> you saw them come out, boy, girl. What changed other than what people have told you? Now, I'm not no doctor, but I know the creator. Amen. And, and listen, you don't get to tell me what the creator created just because you've gone to school and there's some things about your science may have changed. His wisdom supersedes science. Amen. See, this is the stuff I'm telling you. We got to not fall for this stuff, y'all. You got to make sure your mind is set to be kept. Because if they can talk you out of it, they will. Yep. Yes, they will. That's why all these believers, all these singers who's supposed to be singing songs of praising, how do you go back from singing worship songs to now all of a sudden anything goes? I can sing about anything. Or you make comments about, I don't long, I don't know, I no longer do church music. What? Okay, forget the church music. Do you do you sing worship music? Do you sing relational with God music? So because let's get out of the finite of church. And, and that kind of nonsense. Because you can label that to anything. How do you sing about your relationship with God one on one? How intimate is it? Because anything that I hear from you that speaks about anything unholy tells me you don't have a relationship with God. Because a holy God will never cause you to do anything unholy. He will never have you do anything that contradicts his word. Well, you got to listen carefully. I'm encouraging each and every one of you. Put your ears, put your ears on. You better put your spiritual ears on because if you mute the sound of God's voice, you're only going to hear the devil's voice. And everything he's offering. And how can you be kept in a world that don't want to be kept? This world has no desire for God. They throw God away like an old bag of whatever. No desire to serve God. And if, and if they can, the Bible says, even the very elect. All those who've been stomping and praising, 
and down all these years, they're going to then be, you see them now, they're being tricked <laughs> out of their position because they're falling in love with what is considered coach instead of kingdom. That's why God named this ministry Kingdom Invent, the Kingdom Invent, because we don't subscribe to culture. That's it right there. Culture changes <laughs> with the individual who wants it to change. Amen. God's kingdom never changes. God's way of doing things is going to be that. Either you're going to get with it or get <laughs> left behind. That's He's a keeper, y'all. Yes. But you got to want to be kept. You can't fall for it. Philippians 2. Y'all know this one? In verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. How many of us have the mind of Christ? Amen. Or want to have the mind of Christ? Yeah, you got to want that mind. That mind keeps you that mind keeps you from doing the things that you want to do over the things that God told you to do. Staying in your position in the body of Christ. See, we all have a part to play. See, some people drive the bus. Some people give directions to the driver of the bus. Some people are passengers on the bus. A lot of people want to drive in. They want to do it all. <laughs> And in those cases, what ends up happening? You end up crashing. Okay, better now. Stand in your lane. When people jump over to a lane that's not there, accidents tend to happen. That's why you see most quote-unquote believers crash and burn. Because they jump out of their lane. I've seen them come in. <laughs> My mom used to tell me, they used to come and they run through troops and leave over. They come and fight. They come on fire. All this. See, the first time I ever heard zeal was from her. She said, they come in with all this zeal. But then they crashed and burned. Why? Because there was no substance to the zeal. They heard a word. That was enough to move them out. And then they went back into a world that they were unprepared to deal with. And it took them under. It wasn't to say that what they received, they did not receive. They got out of position. And this is for some of y'all. In order to be kept, get strong in the word. Build yourself up. You got to build yourself up. You got to fortify yourself with the word. Don't let your Bible, your, tab your tablet or whatever, your Bible app turn and get dust all on it because you refuse. The Sunday is the only time you open it up. Get in your word. Learn to fight the enemy concerning the word. Y'all see, seen them, them, them Zorro movies where they had a sword? <laughs> get perfected in, the, in, in how to handle your sword. Amen. You, they, they get so cocky, they put one hand behind their back. <laughs> Get perfected in handling your sword. That way when you come up against the adversary, you're able to, you're able to fight. Yes. You're able to shield yourself against all the dots. Yes. 
But most people get beat because they run right back out into a world that they were ill-prepared to deal with spiritually. See, when your eyes are open naturally, you walk through this world like everybody's, everything is the same. Because it is for you. Your spiritual eyes, your, your eyes aren't open. Your eyes haven't been enlightened to the word. But when you come into the word and you come into the knowledge of the things of God, now your eyes are open. New life has begun. You see things differently. So when you go back into a world that you have come out of, that you only see through the prism of those eyes. The spirit, the eyes of the Holy Spirit should be showing you different things about the world in which you come out of. That's why I'm about to come out from among them and be ye separate. We have no fellowship with darkness, the Bible says. What fellowship does light have with darkness? None. Light illuminates darkness, right? So come on, y'all. We got you gotta want to be kept. You gotta tell God, say, Lord, keep me. Come on, say it like we said, Lord, keep me. Yeah, my mind is to be kept, God. Come on, my mind is to be kept. My mind is to be kept. Yeah, you got to set your mind to be kept. I can't do it for you. I can't. I give you the word. Our job is to give you the word. You have to make the decision to change the course of your life, to be kept by the word of God. God, when you invite him in, he keeps you. When you invite him in, he makes the changes. He makes the crooked things straight in your life. He perfects you. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 26 and 3. Just give me y'all scriptures so y'all can go back and, and bear the, the fight with it. I just told you. He will keep you in perfect peace. He will keep you in perfect peace. Yes. Whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in you. When, God, when you trust in God, he will keep you in perfect peace. You got to trust him, though. You got to believe him above all things. Y'all go down there? Y'all go? Y'all look like y'all. Y'all can last this up. I'm not sure, man. Y'all get some tissue with people. I don't want to be proud of what people know. Make sure y'all are all right in here. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate you, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. He will keep you in perfect peace, amen. <laughs> Whose mind is stayed on him. We gotta keep our minds locked and fastened on God. Yeah, I'm glad I turned thank you for turning that heat there. Yeah, <laughs> I see him trying to enjoy the word where they're like <laughs> teeth clattering. <laughs> <laughs> I got mom sitting on you, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, I tell me I come. Y'all call me out more than I can be known. We should be good to try to, you know, do our best to accommodate you and you should be comfortable, amen. 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 Y'all know we go through a lot of scriptures. We're a shopping ministry, but we, you know, we 
the praising ministry, the teaching ministry too, amen. Amen. What have you taught the word of God? James chapter 3, starting at verse 10. It says, out of the same mouth, praise and cussing. Mm. How can that, how can you think this? You, you, you're a child of God. You, you're speaking in tongues, and you praising and cussing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people like that. One moment they praise God, the next minute, they, within a matter of seconds, they cussing. And it always bothers, it baffles me because I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> no conviction about it at all? I have a healthy fear of God in terms of the reverence of God that I don't play. When I gave God my yes, I, I, that, there was a fight for me. I'm going to talk about me. There was a fight for me. I had to let, in order to do this thing right, because I've done so many things wrong. I lied for so long. Failed relationships because I, I wasn't integral for so long. I didn't, I didn't have any ethics about me, about doing the right thing all the time. Only when it was convenient. What does it mean when there was consequences? That's when, that's when my righteousness kicked in. Where there's going to be consequences to doing either the right thing or the wrong thing. Most of the time, in all humans, those things kick in for some. Let me not say all for some. And for me, I fought for years to be right. Because I spent so many years being wrong. And knew I was being wrong. Even there, there, there was most of us have a moral compass on the inside of us. You know what you're doing wrong. Yeah. We're all born with that. To do right or to do wrong. We're all born with that on the inside of us. We mute it over time to do either right or to do either wrong. I know. That's, 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 Y'all yeah, stay with me, no? In not doing so much wrong, when I came to Christ, I committed myself. God, I, I commit myself to doing this thing the way you want me to do. And that meant giving up everything to do God's will. Didn't always do it, wasn't always perfect in it, but my heart was set to be right with God. So cussing and praising God, I couldn't, I saw people do it, I couldn't, I'm like, how do you do that? You might as well go back in the street for all that. <laughs> I told one guy, you do better going back into the world. If that's the mindset that you have. That you tell me when I got saved not to play with God. Because see, when I got saved, I was a new guy on the block. Most of the guys, all the guys that was already in the church. I didn't know how deep or committed they were in the church until later on, but they were in the church. They were in a place where I wanted to be. And so being in that place, I assumed that they all had it together. That was the assumption that I had. So all the people who would see y'all walking in, when they walk in and see y'all in here, they assumed that you got it together. Not knowing that this is a hospital. There's going to be sick in here who in desperate need of being healed. 
There's some sick in here who won't fight the treatment of being healed. And there's going to be people who come in who, who receive healing and tell others about, okay, you, you want to stay in the presence of God. There's healing in here. There's deliverance in here. There's salvation. And see, when I first got, I had to find that out. And to get around certain guys and to hear them act like the dudes in the street, but, one, but the ones who was ministering to me was one of the most it, it took me back on my heels for a couple for multitude of reasons, but one one reason in particular is God. I don't want to be like that. I said yes. I want to do it right, God. I want there to be a difference in how I live my life. Yeah, and somebody may say, "Well, you pass me. You sound like you're I listen. I'm testifying. And if you're here for what it is, then leave me alone. We all have to want to be kept. It could have been easy that those who were bringing me in, I could have followed the path, thinking that that's how this thing should go. But when you get in, when you have a relationship and you get into and you get in tune with the Spirit of God, then and only then you'll start walking away from things that don't mirror and, and model God. So at every turn, I got further and further away from the things that didn't model God. Now I don't want to I don't want to be like that. How can you cuss and praise God at the same time? I just heard you cussing outside. Now you ain't here shouting running around the church. How does that work? But when you have a form of godliness, you can put God on whenever you get good and ready. I got to show you. You can shout and kick up whenever you can. Why? Because all, all you're doing, you move when you move out of emotion, I can trigger my emotions to do anything. You can't trigger revelation. It's either revealed or it's not. See, emotions you can strike up. Whenever something that hits a nerve in you, like that good time you hear the chord, you hear people. <laughs> and then go right back to living a life. And you're like, <clears throat> how is that possible, Lord? But when you when you figure it out that there's no, sometimes there's no connection to, to my emotions and the spirit. There's revelation in the spirit. I have to get connected with God to be able to walk out of a life of sin, to stay out of the life of sin. Let's keep going. Out of the same mouth, praise and cousin. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Verse 11. Can both fresh water and salt water flow the same from the, from the same spring? Y'all know that y'all know that you, whoever y'all like, y'all know y'all been in water, y'all been in beach. You ain't gonna never get fresh water and salt water in the same day. It's either salt water or it's fresh water. Fish even in salt water or fresh, a certain fish in fresh water. You can better go in either one and catch the same kind of fish. <laughs> so God is telling us there's a distinct difference between how we conduct our lives. We have to, um, people, children of God, we have to make the difference. You gotta want to be kept by God because He's a keeper. Yeah, He is. Romans one and twenty-eight. I'm gonna come and close on this one. Romans 1 and the 28 tells us, Romans 1 28, 
It says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. See, some of y'all, some, some people, they don't want to retain God in their knowledge. See, their knowledge superseded the wisdom of God. See, it's a dangerous thing that whenever you get to a point where you start believing things other than the word, that all the information you've garnered and you gained throughout your life experiences, your, your, your schooling, and all, whenever your knowledge becomes greater than God, then he turns you over. But why does he turn you over, Pastor Lee? Because you believe you know more than him and that you now you become God. You ain't gonna listen to him. No matter what he says or does in your life, you're not going to listen to him. That's why you got to always make sure you keep your heart and your mind set to doing the things of God so you can be kept. Things are always trying to pull us. This world is going to constantly be trying to pull you away from the things of God. Moving, trying to move you out of your seat. In the presence. Why? Because they, the devil know where you're headed. And if he can get you to move a second later than what God has called you to, you now lost a step. He turns you over to a reprobated mind to do the things which are not convenient. He can get when he can get you stuck. You will start doing things that are not convenient. You see all these choices and all these decisions that people make in them. We just talk about people turning. They know they no longer want to do gospel music. They no longer want to sing worship and praise. They no longer want to preach no more. How do you say God called you? Then all of a sudden, oh, He told me to take a step back. <laughs> okay, who was right and who was wrong? <laughs> Who's lying and who's not? Were you caught from the beginning? See, these are all the things that make it not convenient. And then now here's what happens. Now the trust of God is no longer there. People don't believe like they should anymore. See, miracles are not happening because people are not believing like they should. Because people are not telling others what God has done for them. They lie. They misrepresent the truth. Is that better? As opposed to saying people lie. Is that, is that better? Misrepresenting the truth. But we are in a political world where people politicize God. People hold parties, the DNC, the RNC. People hold parties greater than God. I'm more committed to a following than I am to God. I'm afraid of what they're going to say about me. You can't shut down what God has started. Amen. But see, most people don't know who God is in their life, and there's no real sense, real evidence of who God is and the power of God that's been working in your life. Why? Because we've done God down. We've done the power of God down. We made his word about says of no effect. 
We don't tell others that God can do it. Why? Because he did it for me. He's a miracle worker. Why? Because I've seen people, I've seen people heal. People who should have been dead are still alive. You really have that to be. Listen, my uncle lived longer. My uncle lived longer than what they told him he would. Up until the point of his, he was cutting his own grass. But he was supposed to be out of here. If God, there's no secret what God can do. What He's done for others, He'll do for you. Yeah, my mother-in-law lived longer than what they thought she would. 20 years. Longer than what they thought she would. Actually, 20 plus. She got to see all her grandchildren. Not a one she did not get to lay her eyes on. But how many of y'all allow the enemy to talk you out of that which God has, kept, has told you? He's a keeper. You can live holy. Amen. You can live righteous. Hallelujah. You can live a listen. Here's a keeper for some. You can live a sinless life. Yeah. You don't have to sin. We make choices to do it, but you don't have to live in sin. Well, as you said, Pastor, B, that's perfect. I'm not saying that's perfect. Living a sinless life is not being perfect. Not doing the right thing is not being perfect, but that, that doesn't constitute sin. I know that just messed with somebody's head. <laughs> but how does not doing the right thing not constitute sin? Because I don't, if you want money and I don't give you money, does that a sin? <laughs> That's not doing the right thing. I know you need money, but I ain't giving you my money. That ain't sinning. That's just making a choice. You don't get my money. <laughs> I know, I know, I see y'all out there. <laughs> come on back, come on back, come on back, come on back. Don't, don't take that, don't take that trip. Come on back, come on back. Come on back. You can make it, you can make a, a sinless decision like you don't have to decide to live in sin. You don't have to allow to be under the hand of the enemy. And have the enemy to take rule and reign over your life. You don't have to make that your choice. You don't have to make the enemy your choice of, of, of how you navigate your life, of all the choices you make, that your choices are given to unrighteousness. Yeah, make Jesus your choice. 